Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. As always, so glad you're here. Don't know if your day is just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. And I'm glad. Grateful I have no desire to drink today. granted. I've got my piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's. Piping hot. And I have some uh, I have some new mugs that keep them the cups really hot. The coffee really hot. So I just close this little thing on the top and it stays piping hot for a long time. It's very exciting. It's revolutionized things. It really has. The promises are starting to come true, man. I got a new coffee cup. The promises are unfolding in my life, bro. I'm going to read you a message I got. I love the messages and the emails I get. They mean a lot to me. I respond to every one of them. everyone that's appropriate to respond to. And, um, but anyways, as I promised on the show, I'm going to send the author of this message, a book. And, um, this comes from Instagram, sarcastic.a.book. It's all humor there. And I love this. I'm going to read it. Hello, I discovered your podcast around three months silver. I'm a woodworker, and I spend most of my days working independently with my noise-canceling Bluetooth headphones on. Some days, I listen to four to five hours of your show, and I'm aware (laughs) that is pretty fucked up. (laughs) But I find work a very hard place to practice the principles, and it really helps me. I truly love your message. It has helped me immensely with acceptance, tolerance, and love. Your message really opened my eyes to how big a role selfishness plays in my life. I appreciate how true to the book your message is and how you honor the program with such conviction and passion. I want that too. Today, I am now six months sober. 
and I have such a long way to go, but I just wanted to thank you for all the days that your message kept me from murdering all my coworkers and burning this effing place to the ground. I'm also a fellow musician, and I love your sense of humor. Thank you so much. That comes from Matt. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> you see, first of all, congratulations on the six months. That's amazing. That's just amazing. Such a big deal. And also, I mean, if you're listening, just no, no, he... <sighs> If you're out of self, you think I'm funny. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I don't want to be judgmental or paint with a broad brush, but basically, if you don't think I'm funny, you're in self, and that's kind of it. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry, everybody. If you have a problem with that statement, you have some unhealed pain, and it's just not my responsibility. It's just a statement of fact. (laughs) Uh, I'm really glad... Matt wrote me that and I love that the message has opened his eyes to how big overall selfishness plays in his life. I mean, that's just, that's the gold right there. When I started to realize that that's just really incredible. I'm going to read something. I've mentioned it before, and we are going to continue with this. uh, What does the big book say stuff? The next show, I'll have Dave back on, and we'll do it. There's a lot, and I want to do it right. But meanwhile, um, I've read this a bunch of times. It's on page 62. It says, above everything, second full paragraph, above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of our selfishness. We must, or it kills us. You know, we're going through this workshop information, and it's just so radical. It really is. I've gone to so many meetings in the past week where the common belief is... As an alcoholic, I am stuck being extra selfish. My selfishness is my alcoholism. It's so ingrained in the culture. It's so deeply believed. And it's just... That was the first two and a half years of my sobriety with a great sponsor who helped me. Enormously, God put that man in my life and saved it. No doubt about it. But that message blocked me from God. I didn't see it at the time. I see it more and more clearly as time goes on. That message that I'm stuck being selfish. Keeps me selfish. That's why the workshop initially took 
year and a half, two years to go through because there's a lot of untangling. It seems nuanced and irrelevant in a lot of ways. Seen so many people over the years just sort of bail on it because they think I got, I understand where this is all going. I get all of it, and it's it's good. But there's still this. I mean, it's radical stuff. I think, and what I mean by that is it it's, it goes against the grain of most of what I hear. The unnecessary suffering that happens. So I'm just grateful that I have the message that I have now. So grateful I got that message. And it has sustained me. Not only sustained me, but it has just captivated me and kept me busy and challenged and growing and moving and present for years and years and years. It works better and better and better. Such a beautiful, freeing message in the big book. Which in a nutshell is, look, we found a recipe that enables us to stay sober day at a time. This has never happened before. This is what we did. Be very specific about it on 43 pages. Do it if you want to. If you think you have a better way, do it. Follow your conscience. Don't follow people. This is between you and your higher power. It's really none of our business. We're here to help if you want it. If not, our hats are off to you. We don't, have a, we don't have a problem with anyone. We don't insist you believe anything. That's it. I mean, that's an amazing, loving, compassionate message that a lot of people don't receive. The message that a lot of people receive is... You're an idiot. Your thinking has ruined you. Unrelated to alcohol. You better do what we say. There are people to please. You are obligated to the us and the group. It's always going to be a struggle. You have to do this. You have to do that. But the message that's in the book is very beautiful. You remember, if you want to be, if you don't want to be, that's okay. There's a line in the sarcastic big book that says attacking a meeting is like punching a blindfolded child from behind. Because it's just. It's not. There's no. It's not fair. It's not fighting you. It's no. It's not. There's no. It's just. 
And that language is used on purpose because it's, I think, cruel to relentlessly attack something that is, in principle, love itself. So when I go to meetings, going to so many meetings now, I'm just, I'm in awe of the amount of opportunity that presents itself to carry a helpful message and to not make it about me. If I went to a meeting and made it about me, I would I can't get over the Zoom meetings. I can't get over I can't get over I can't get over it. It's very painful sometimes. The self-centeredness, it's just it's painful. feels so good to be listened to. Everybody needs that. My job is to be of maximum usefulness to God and the people around me. It can be very useful just by listening. Just by making it clear that I'm listening. I can be so useful. Or I can make it about me. It's a trip. I've done it all wrong. I have. I've done it all wrong. And I continue to make mistakes. But. God can remove whatever self-will has blocked you off from him. It says that. And I've experienced that. A lot of people I know experience that. It's kind of incredible. It's not about me. I really beat a dead horse on this podcast, I know. It's just get out of self, get out of self, the third step, get out of self. But there's no other horse to beat, this is it. I mean... My head's so quiet today. Part of that is because I used to smoke glue. And some mechanisms that have been destroyed. But part of it is that these steps really work. I really love that message I got. I, I understand working at a place where you want to burn it to the ground. I think I was sober about a year or something and 
don't know if you could hear that. There's squirrels that are fighting right now. Yeah. But I was about a year sober and something like that. I don't remember. I don't know how long I was sober. It was back when I was a beautiful young woman. Long, flowing blonde hair and a terrible attitude towards everything. (laughs) But I was a messenger at this place. I drove this really beat up truck. I had to drive it pretty far away into some pretty shady parts of town and all the tires were bald and the transmission didn't work. It was a stick shift, but it was all jacked up. And and um, and the place was just a terrible company. It was just a bad company. Everybody was sort of psychotic. They were just chain-smoking around all this flammable chemicals. And it was just a bizarre place to work. And I remember... You know, I remember being basically irate the whole time I was there. (laughs) And it was the first time I ever ate out of a food truck. There would be these food trucks that would come. It was in an industrial part of town, and there was food trucks that would come, and everybody would go out there and loiter and stand around with their burritos and burgers. And and I was 45 minutes where I had some semblance of peace. Just some, just to get away from people for 45 minutes. It was just, oh my gosh, I can't stand this place. And this is, you know, this is before I really had the message, though, that get out of self. This is when I was intellectualizing the program, intellectualizing so much what a higher power is, what God is, and what God's will is, and what I need to do, and how do I feel about this, and how do I feel about that, and how do I feel now, and it's just so cerebral about everything, but I really hasn't have, I wasn't having an actual experience where I was able to get out of self, which is part of why I'm so passionate about this message, because as soon as I did get this message, clearly, it became very simple in comparison to get and stay out of self by comparison without the message that I got, it was just kind of impossible. The beliefs I had that were ingrained that prevented me from being able to turn the camera on someone other than myself. So during this time I would be there milling around with everybody, just furious, wanting to blow the place up. I quit dramatically, eventually, like a little diva that I was. Yeah, I I deserve respect. You know, just I wanted some rant. No, just (laughs) the life I had lived. I was demanding respect. It was just funny looking back, but I was just stood my, you know, I was very principled all of a sudden. So anyways, it's not about me. Try and remember that today. Try and remember that. I'm going to do everything I do today. Try and not make it about me. I got to go because my agent just called and I'm going to do something. I'm, I'm actually the face of a new clothing brand called Sober Slacks. 
and they're really, really, really tight jeans. Like, really tight. Silver slacks. They want me to be the face of the company and put face in quotes, actually. They want me to be the I'll just say face. They want me to be the face of the company. <laughs> so I got to go do this thing. It never ends. I mean, oh my gosh, I do exactly what I want to do. I live where I want to live. I'm with who I want to be with. I say what I want to say. I go wherever I want to go. And it's never. when will it stop? When will it end? It's not fair. You know what? Matt thinks I'm funny. I want to give a shout out to the Happy Joyous and Three on the East and West Coast. The Anonymous Recovery Podcast. I've been saying Anonymous Podcast. I guess there's several of those. One of them is NA related. The one I'm talking about is Anonymous Recovery Podcast. Sober Gratitudes Podcast. A podcast greater than yourself. Check it out. Check these shows out. If you have... You know, the wherewithal, interest, and time. Um, I want to say hello to the Black Rhinos International Big Book Study. I want to thank the people who put on the sarcastic Big Book meetings, which I've still never attended, but just feels so amazing. Um, but that just has nothing to do with me at all anymore. Never did. I want to say hello to Chelsea. And I want to say to anyone who needs to hear it, everything is okay. Everything is okay. If you're grieving, if you're mourning, sorry. I'm going to go try to live a life that was worth saving, and I hope you'll do the same.